innovative speaker Sofaidlin is made possible by our generous patrons. Special thanks to our supreme and master speakers, Omeja Cat Comet, Erizu Yamakawa, Alex Franco AV, Winebow Brood, Psyche, Azuta Starbreeze, Cletus Oreo, Nina Grimstarter, Lily Black, Bob Cece, Mikta Rabentau, Edwin, Arcadia Lunashine, Anathus Moonscar, Pamela Isley, Camille Grinno, Elenriel Maximus, Codrith Novelis, Mira Miri, Suno Shikano, Celesto Nottrell, Lazy Boy, A Wild Sarah, Luke Osborne, Pandalu Stormarrow, Tex, Kai Lin, Arthur Law, Biridan Derard, Pup, Spencer Christmas, Noifafnir, Chester Saltiri, Celine Deluden, Bob's the Wolf, Severa, Circuit Barakil, AJ Brainswordson, Kazran, and Nat Clay. Support the show and become a patron today at patreon.com slash speakers6iv. Thank you. This is Speakers of Violence. Good evening, Eorsians. Welcome to Speakers of Idol in episode 338. I'm Lakeel Bravestone, and I'm joined today by Georgi Wiston, Mela Vanadar, and Rollo Des. Welcome. Hi. Did, you say, did you say 138? Did I? It's very Nordic of you. Oh, I turned Nordic for a second. Welcome. Uh, it is February 18th, 2023, and today's main topics uh, Koji Fox. It's mostly Koji Fox today. Um, we'll also be talking about the FanFest uh, lottery um, stuff that's been announced. And we'll be reading your mogmail, speakersxiv.com slash mogmail. Stay tuned for the post-show. We'll be answering questions from the syndicate. Um, and that's it. That's all, that's all we have for you today. So, well, actually, we're also going to talk about... Yes, believe it or not, there's a controversy this week as well, so stay tuned oh, for that. It keeps happening. <laughs> yeah, it does keep happening. I don't know why. Uh, let's uh, jump into recent events. Recent events. <sighs> well, well, well. Let's first get some uh, some quick stuff out of the way. Um, the Final Fantasy XIV Death on Two Dawn... OST covering 5.1 through 5.55 is now available on Spotify and all other major streaming platforms. So That's you can good. stream these albums now. Um, the real soundtracks. Yes, this is like the real stuff. None <laughs> of these EPs and remix ones. Mm -hmm. None of that nonsense. Black background, uh -huh. stylish front cover ones. Yes. Fake, I love these. Yes, these are fake good. Fake music. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Peace. Yeah, that's right. So uh, you can get those. Uh, you don't. So you don't have to buy the album. You can listen. Uh, yeah, you it. don't have to buy the Blu-ray disc albums anymore. <laughs> oh. you know uh, Mela, they actually have. Going. They have Dolby Atmos. <laughs> it feels like oh. you're like there. Um, can only play it on my Dol PS5. Yeah. Dolby Atmos. Yeah. By the way, actually. <laughs> Did you did you see the trailer for this announcement? For this Online. announcement, no. Yeah. No, I haven't. But is it just the same as it has been in the past, where it's just one second of every? Song? It's like whiplash mode. Yeah, it, uh. that. But there's some like weird stuff going on. Um, they have the uh, the Christmas song, right? Yeah. Like it, you know, it, it yeah. plays the one second version of the of when you're doing well. 
for the Christmas song. Yeah. Right. And then the next one is the bad version <laughs> of the Christmas song. And it's just the part where they're like, oh! Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then the yeah, screenshot okay. that they have in-game is just like the fucking zero score mark on the mini game. Yeah. What the hell? Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's some really I weird think, bits in that trailer. You should definitely watch it. I oh. think... I, no, yeah, absolutely. I think Yoshi... Not Yoshi. Uh, I think Soken has a lot of fun just like messing around with making those trailers. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I forgot. There's one at like two minutes, 40 seconds, I think. That's also just like... Roller's really committed this. Yeah, yeah. This was supposed to be a quick point on our. Sorry, I was, I was just obsessed because I saw it and I was like, I mean, I, don't, I just had it on the background. I don't know I just, why I even watched it. I was just like, what the fuck's going on here? I just think this is funny because I know for a fact we discussed this trailer essentially already before. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We have. Yeah, yeah, we have. Oh, well, yeah, we they, have. yeah, we there did. Was another- that, where yeah. it was just wild. But I love the idea that someone uh just listens to the just to the ho- the bad version of the Starlight song. It's just something <laughs> something interesting yeah. about that. <laughs> it's in- well, it's interesting because like that's an official record of that song. So you can always say, yes, this song was in this soundtrack. Yeah. There are still songs in the game that I'm pretty sure aren't in any soundtrack. Mm. Like I don't know if the Lord of Dominion songs are on on a soundtrack. Right, true. Well, there you go. Yeah. So Get on it. All right. Keep an eye on the Spotify stats for the good choir version and the bad choir version. Yeah, that would be interesting. You know that there's going to be people that are going to try to inflate that now. (laughs) uh, It's going to have me soaking wet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Chad couldn't even hear that. That was just for us. That was a bit for for all. I'll do it again for the audio Mm. listeners. There you go. Yeah. Um, okay. Amazing. Um, moving on. Well, it's uh, happening. News. This is uh, a huge fan deal for American people. Tickets are going on sale. Um, but the twist this year is that uh, it's lottery based. So um, yeah. you have We're to essentially enough. sign up uh, for the what? opportunity to, to purchase tickets. It's like buying a this PS5. Is been, this is apparently how they've always sold the JP fan. We have covered this before. Really really in JP, that's that's been... I think it's always been that way. Yeah. I think, they yeah. like lottery systems in Japan, though, because like, you can get yeah, like, yeah. lottery tickets for like train tickets, like the first-class train tickets and stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's a lottery base. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It. yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to read I'm gonna read the post here because this is important information, so let's not uh, misquote here. Today, we would like to share Fan Festival 2023 in Las Vegas ticket details, including information on how players with active subscriptions will have a purchase priority ahead of general sales. We're excited to return to hosting in-person events and invite our Warriors of Light to celebrate with us in Las Vegas this July. The Fan Festival 2023 in Las Vegas teaser website is now live and offers prospective attendees a glimpse of what awaits them at the show. Visit the site to read over early show details and an FAQ covering important details. Tickets will cost, and here's the price, $199.99 USD per ticket. That's steep. Plus taxes and fees. Uh, (laughs) All ticket sales are final, and an ID will be required to pick up tickets at the event. Ticket holders will receive uh, access to the two-day in-person event, which features an exclusive concert performance each evening that will not be streamed. A physical goodie bag featuring event-themed items will also be provided to attendees at the event. 
Well, that's always the case, Melon. That's yeah. every time, yeah. Um But yeah. $199.99 is a $50 increase over yeah, last time. Yeah, so what sure are the goodies are we getting this time? And you I mean, just... You're going to your venue, so I... I don't know. I hope it's nicer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, uh, you just know that when we get to the EU one, they're just going to change the dollar sign to a euro sign. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have pounds. It's what you guys deserve. <laughs> they better fucking not. I'm going to be so mad if yeah, that happens. Yeah. Also, pretty... it's what they deserve. Your plan, The current plans were you going to come to the EU one, Rollo. Mm. I know. Well, that um, has I become will... increasingly less likely because it is very difficult. We don't even know if all four of us are going to get tickets. Exactly. Because it's a lottery uh, now. Only only two of us need to get to win the lottery. That's technically mm. true. Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did um I did sign up for this one though, because uh -huh. some friends convinced me to go. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. So I guess I might try and die in the fucking Vegas heat, baby. May the odds ever be in your favor. I'm gonna collect You're too so gentle for Vegas. <laughs> uh, also, so Don't let's get dragged into the Nevada desert. Let's talk with <laughs> let's talk about the player exclusive ticket purchase opt-in, which we're talking mm -hmm. about right now. To ensure that we're serving the ever-growing community, we have worked to create our largest fan festival ever in North America. Our focus has been on accommodating as much larger audience this time. A, sorry, not ass, a much larger audience this time, which has led to a desire to revamp the process of purchasing tickets. To avoid the rush and long queues we expect during online ticket sales, we have chosen to simply to simplify the experience by first asking interested players to indicate their desire to purchase tickets by opting into a random drawing. During this period, players with active subscriptions who possess a North American Square Enix account simply need to register their desire to purchase via our application form while it is available. Not now, the application much. period opened on the 17th, so yesterday mm -hmm. for us, uh, through uh, Saturday, February 25th. So you have a week. Um, it will still be open by the time this is on YouTube. Yes, yeah, so don't panic. And just once again, there's no order or rush. It's within that period. Yes, it's like housing lottery. Yeah. yeah, so exactly. don't. there's no like mm. rush. Right. Registering your desire to purchase tickets does not guarantee you will be selected to receive an access code. Being selected to receive an access code does not require you to make a ticket purchase. However, we do ask that you register your interest only if you're planning to make a purchase. Nope. After the application form closes, a drawing will be held and players who are selected will be contacted by Friday, March 3rd, 2023 via the email address registered to the Square Enix account used in the application process. An announcement will also be posted to the English Final Fantasy XIV Twitter account once the selection notification emails have all been dispatched to the selected players. Access such yeah. a long period of time between the end of the the <clears throat> lottery and when they announce or send the emails. Half, well, they have to draw week, first, so yeah, it's like maybe a week. Joking. February is a short. And this is a country month. that still uses uh, fax machines. Yeah, I mean. Mela, they they've shown in game they can do this instantaneously. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they're using the housing system for this draw. <laughs> that would yeah, be funny. I think they have everyone's name on a ball, and they use an actual lottery machine. And the and winning number is zero. Uh, yeah, it just reminds me of during the during the wars when <laughs> they'd use that to determine which date, which day of the months you would you would be drafted. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that is true. I'll tell you right now, I'd be the biggest draft dodger in America. <laughs> uh, I'm with you, Rollo. 
Okay. Access code emails will be delivered from the no reply at xmail.squareenix.com email address. So, uh, so be on the lookout for emails from that address. We also Wait, recommend Xmail. Yeah, they use Xmail. Mm. Yeah, I would be suspicious if I got anything from. X-Mail. I think that looks very fake to me. That yeah, looks like a scam email. I agree. Sounds like a porno site. So. Yeah, does. it does a little. It does. <laughs> And no reply mail. <laughs> we also recommend that players check any spam, junk, or promotion mailboxes once the dispatch com- completion announcement has been made. Yep. Note that players who are not selected will not be contacted. A little bit harsh, uh, but yeah, it's just like when you fail to complete when you fail to be selected for a job application. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Uh, no. Ticket purchase website. Fan Festival 2023 in Las Vegas tickets will be sold via the ShowClicks event website according to the methods and schedules outlined below. Note that the website may be unavailable until closer to the purchase time frame. So, players who have been selected will receive a one-time use access code that will grant the ability to purchase up to two tickets during the player-exclusive one ticket window. One time so use, you better, that, not... you better want to buy them that second. Don't click off yeah. that page after that. Um, Jesus Christ. That's, that's the scariest part. Yeah. Players who possess a unique access code will n- not need to rush to purchase tickets immediately upon a commencement of sales, as the player-exclusive purchase window will last for several days, and there will be adequate tickets to sale uh, on sale to ensure that every player with a code can purchase up to two tickets. Once again, tickets can be purchased at any time during the week-long period, as long as the player possesses the required code. I don't know if it's a wording issue, but I'll just say, Squirrels, if you can, just make it so there's like a flag on an email. So if you've bought tickets, you obviously can't buy more. But the one one time link is yeah. a very bad idea make on it a very clear. bad website yeah. that will yes. break and go down. Make it very clear that that link is the link you click, and you when you're ready to buy the ticket. Because otherwise, because mm, I'm, or just make it I'll be like, oh, I'll click this. I'll have to check. Mailer made a good point. Like, you better make your web- sure that your website is fucking yeah. secure. Yeah. Yes. That like it won't break while someone this is, is trying to be... use their one time access yeah. code. Well, this I'm... will be a disaster if it if it works like they've said that and the website goes down. Well, I'm I'm sure that ShowClicks. I mean, that's an that's not a Square Enix run website, so they're they're probably used to this. Yeah. So I'm I not sure. So. I bet I hope so. Yeah. Um. All right. Um. Uh, let's see. Uh, yes. So player exclusive ticket purchase period with code Monday March sixth to Monday March thirteenth. So a week. Long period like they of time. Said. Uh, any so th- about general sales. Any unsold tickets after the player exclusive ticket purchase period ends will be sold during the general sales period. This general sales period will not require a unique access code, and tickets will be sold on a first come first serve basis until sold out. Tickets will not be available for purchase on site at the event itself. Now, now you have to remember <laughs> that come general sales, who's gonna like? Most mm. players are going to enter. The lottery, surely. Yeah, but you might not get picked. You might not if you get, don't picked. get picked. You'll try on the generals. Well, it, 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 I mean, you never know who's who's gonna go to, depending on what their um, venue size is as well. Because um, mm. I mean, yeah, I'm just saying, general sales is not. That's gonna be rough. 
That's... Don't don't count on it. But no, it is, might be your second chance. That is your last. Yeah, <laughs> that is it. Yeah. If you don't get picked, there's always general sales. But do I'll keep be in very mind. surprised if mm. there are any tickets left. Yeah, I'll be very well. I think there will be there'll probably be some leftover Actually, tickets because not everyone's going to buy two tickets. Yeah, that's yeah. Yes. that's a good point. Yeah. So there'll be there's, there's going yeah. to be a maximum um, half the venue capacity. Yeah, in all likelihood, less than that. Yeah, yeah. But during the general sales, that website's gonna fucking kneel. It's gonna it's gonna oh, yeah. it's gonna mm-hmm. have some trouble. Um. Okay. Um, I like the I like the disclaimer. Tickets will not be available to purchase on site at the event itself. I'm just imagining someone rocking up to Vegas. <laughs> to, hey, this fan fest. Two hundred bucks. Yeah. Let me in. Yeah. <laughs> this seems neat. What's yeah. going on here? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Vegas thing. <laughs> Uh, okay, and, and then again, it's, they go to the gold saucer section straight away. Like, oh, Vegas, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah general, Why do they have to host in July, though. I hate it so much. Someone has to, to suffer. July yeah. is peak um, Vegas weather. It's yeah, it's the best best time to go yeah, to Vegas. Best time mm. to die. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. um, okay, so for general sales, I remember the uh, pr- player exclusive ticket purchase ends on the thirteenth, and general sales opens on March fifteenth at nine a.m. PDT. It is possible that the entire stock of tickets may be sold during the player exclusive purchase period. It says, and no tickets will remain for the general sales period. We recommend applying during the player exclusive ticket purchase period. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, remember I mean, how many players there are now in this game. Mm-hmm. We have never had a fan fest with this amount of like this big of a player base. Absolutely. So. So yeah, I mean. Well, that's technically true that they could all sell out during the player exclusive purchase period. I don't see that happening. I don't know. I don't know this year around because we're so many. Well, you think everyone's going to buy two tickets? No, but how can they know how many players are going to apply for the ticket? How do they know? Well, that is true. They say that there's going to be enough for everyone. They can't guarantee it either way. Because what if like well, no, 50, like, what, if, what if 10 million be, people apply? <laughs> Let's but just only say, like the maximum capacity will be given the option to buy. Or yeah. Capacity. If there's like a million well, no, people saying, that apply for a ticket. Well, yeah. Not that everyone that applies for the lottery will get it. But mm. like there will still, there'll definitely be tickets available during the general sales period, whether or not that's. They literally say that one, but... they may not be. I know that's that, on the assumption that, that everyone buys two. Everyone that won, that got through in the lottery bought two because they said that during that period there has to be enough for everyone to buy two. Yeah, buy two. But I don't think everyone will buy two. But so don't, you, don't be, you think the system, because they have like a week no, before they draw. No, it won't be a rolling. It won't be a rolling. Oh, it won't roll? Redraw. There's, okay. only, there's only one draw. Yeah. Do you we only, you know that? Or one. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, say, they only say there's only one drawing period. Yeah, and then as soon as the period's drawn, everyone will get the one-time use password, and they can buy up to two tickets, and there will be definitely enough tickets for everyone to buy up to two. Oh, okay. I thought if maybe what, they would. If, if what you're saying is I true, thought they had like a pool. I thought maybe they had a pool of tickets, and they wanted to get them out, and then they drew, and then people purchased, and then whatever Sadly was left, not. they drew. I don't okay. think so. That's what I would have done, but... Um, okay, Square Enix doesn't I mean, do that. I mean, I agree with you, <clears throat> but I also think they might not have the system to do that. <laughs> no, no. 
Uh, during the player exclusive purchase period, uh, the access code can be used a single time to purchase a maximum of two tickets. During the potential Not a good system. During the potential nope. general sales period, a maximum of two tickets can be purchased per order. How about during the player limited purchase period, the access code can be used as often as you like to purchase a maximum of two tickets. Yeah. One time only. Mm. So you can go on the website twice and it's just, oh yeah, I definitely bought my two tickets. Thank God. I mean, that would definitely be preferable, Mela, but um, or, this website you know, sounds pretty spaghetti too, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. When you say one million players active across the globe at a time, yeah. But a lot of people will come even who are not active. Like a lot of people yeah. go to events for... A lot, for... Of, a lot of people will activate their subs just so yeah. they can get tickets to this. Yeah. But they're very ca extremely casual, but they still want to go to the convention or fan festival. All right. Um, let's see. Um, that's it. Um, once you've read over the above, yeah. So go to the Lodestone for all information on that. Um, yeah. Good luck, everyone. <laughs> You're, the lottery begins. Um, okay. Rollo, you are muted. Very muted. Fuck. Yeah. I, I was just saying, you see me dead in the desert. Just, you know I had a good time. That's uh -huh. all you know. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, all right. Well, that's uh, that's that. Um, we can probably assume... Can we get, like... Because the European one is obviously next to, for the draw. It's very likely mm -hmm. to be the same system. Yeah, but it's probably going to so happen is... in, yeah, so in this April, May. Oh, yeah. The Vegas one is in July. So, like, that's... And then the European one is in October. So it'll be three months later. So, yeah. April, April or May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. that's nicer because this time we don't need to do what we did last time. Somehow, still get tickets and then just sit there going. And, uh, yeah. was, let me tell you, that was the most frustrating Discord conversation <laughs> I've seen in my life. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go if you go. No, yeah, I'll yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, if yeah. You go, I'll go. Yeah. Let's not go. Let's not go. <laughs> yeah, but we'll. We'll go this time. Yeah, yeah. I thought we were gonna go. What happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll I just, I just imagined like Mela not just going. Yeah, let's do it. I'll buy a ticket, and then Mela's not going, and then I'll be there alone uh, at the convention. We wouldn't even be able to cover that would be it. That's so funny. Um, Don't worry. I will buy a ticket, Lakila, if I can get in. Okay, good. I will good. buy a ticket. People are, people are questioning. I've seen people questioning like my ability to per, to like enter the European one. Australian service accounts have always been included in the European like populace. Yeah. Yes. yes. They're European accounts. Yes. But without any of the European privileges. Uh huh. I'll have to pay one of you guys to get me a ticket. Yeah. If, we're going if you're able. Well, yeah. 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 But we'll figure that out. We'll figure it out when we get there. Okay. Uh, moving on. We have some uh, more notice. This is an update on what we covered a few weeks ago about purchases and subscriptions. Um, that was a good topic. So it, it, it's a scary topic because it's it, weird. Yeah. Um, because we talked about how they're going to change some, like they're going to remove some payment mm -hmm. options, um, and you might get problems with your bank. Uh, mm -hmm. And if you do, uh, Square Enix will hold you accountable and destroy your account. So here mm -hmm. is a uh, mm -hmm. follow-up on yeah. that. We wanted to provide an update to the list of existing payment methods that we will no longer that will no longer be available following the payment processor change. While we hope to reintroduce some of the discontinued payment methods over time. We recommend considering alternate payment methods in the meantime. 
We apologize for any inconvenience this may cause. Please see below for affected payment methods. Unavailable payment methods. Discover. JCB. Cart Blue. SEPA. Sofort. Well, uh, SEPA. That's that's really the only part that's new here. If you <coughs> discover. Look, me, look below. Oh. Yeah. yeah, discover is the only thing that's added yeah. here. But They've added discover. newly Ooh. unavailable. Keep what, that in mind. Is discover like a credit card? Yeah. I've heard yeah. of Discover. I have yes. heard it too. Yeah. It, it's like a credit card. It Yeah. It's kind of embarrassing if you have one. Oh, is it? Wow. Okay. Shame <laughs> yeah. on. Okay. Well, you can't used to, use it in it 14. It used to be it used to be like mm, Is it like a card. a very bad like deal? Like what is No, it's just that they accept more people than others. Oh, so it's like there. a bank that oh. people maybe who have a lower credit score would get. I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah. yeah, and it's like mm, we don't it's also accepted in slightly less places too so. okay okay well, it's certainly not accepted here anymore no uh <laughs> available payment methods then visa mastercard american express paypal amazon pay and PaySafe card uh that's it there you go if you have a discover for some reason tied to your uh subscription get that well it's unavailable now so make sure you update it before the next yeah. billing cycle Get a new Discover card. Use code speakers. Zero percent entry level APR for one year. Yeah. Not bad. Oh, okay. Next story. Well, um, yeah. well, well, we'll well. We're here now. We've arrived. We covered this. Mm -hmm. um, God, month ago, two, two months ago. Whenever oh. they added this outfit. Um, and I said, oh, this looks very Sami. It's called Far Northern Attire. It's clearly yeah. inspired by the Sami. Uh-oh. I thought, uh, as a Norwegian, <laughs> I, I felt, uh, I got bad vibes from this. Um, but then I got, um, I felt like it didn't do, go anywhere. Like, I'm like, okay, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. It's too big. Uh, it's, it's too, like, it's. You know, it's fine. No, it's not fine, apparently. Uh, so, the Sami Council uh, is now demanding Square Enix to remove this attire from the game. <laughs> uh, okay. So... <laughs> I think it's worth just... Should I just read explain the statement? who the Sami Council are? The Sami Council are a well, volunteer okay, body. I'll, I'll explain it, but let's just mm -hmm. read their statement first, because I mm. think that's what a lot of people... Yeah, uh, okay. The Sami Council has in a letter to the media company Square Enix demanded that they immediately remove the Final Fantasy XIV Far Northern attire and engage in meaningful dialogue with the Sami people. This is not about sensitivity or whether the depiction is appropriate. These elements are Sami cultural property and Square Enix has infringed on our rights, says President of the Sami Council, Aslat Holmberg. The Sami people's position has been made very clear, Holmberg continues, particularly to entertainment companies, specifically in the agreement that the Sami people have with Walt Disney Animation Studios. This is a quote from that. They have, they have released this deal. This was for Frozen 2. Um, they released, um, they have released that in full. Oh. It is the position of the Sami that their collective and individual culture, including aesthetic elements, music, language, stories, histories, and other traditional uh, cultural expressions are property that belongs to the Sami. 
Uh, our cultural property rights are not theoretical. They are protected and protectable under intellectual property laws, which are generally harmonized throughout the world. Square Enix, as a media company, is highly aware of intellectual property laws and has no excuse for this blatant violation of Sami cultural uh, property, Holmberg continues. The Sami Council is of the opinion that the issue is particularly damaging because Sami clothing traditions are not merely aesthetic, they carry the significance of being specific elements of Sami identity, with meaning, content, and context. By creating this product, Square Enix has allowed their 41 million players to dress up as a Sami people, clothe themselves in the Sami identity without our consent, and contribute to the erosion of our culture. While the gaming industry has become more open, welcoming, and sensitive to the needs of non-majority gamers, specifically in terms of alternative lifestyles, gender identities, and support of women gamers, the Sami Council is disappointed that Square Enix did not even lightly consider the rights of the Sami people in relation to this product. The Sami Council emphasizes that we appreciate proper and appropriate collaborations and have a deep history of finding ways to collaborate with entertainment companies on the use of Sami cultural properties. However, there is a proper and appropriate way to establish, maintain and enforce these collaborations to ensure that all necessary elements are fulfilled. The Sami Council hopes that this situation will advance the discussion of the rights of indigenous people to their cultural properties and look forward to a productive dialogue with all industries, Holmberg concludes. Okay, and what is the Sami Council, before we do this discussion? Um, the Sami Council, so, okay, in Norway, Sweden, and Finland, there are, um, and to some degree Russia, uh, there are autonomous, like they have, the Sami people have parliaments. There's something called the Sami parliament in mm -hmm. at least they're the Nordic government bodies. They're government, they're essentially government board, uh, bodies that have cultural, they have authority on like, they have absolute, like not absolute authority, but they're, they're like the primary authority on they everything. They can enact Sami. change. Yes. They, they yes. will forward stuff to our actual parliaments and then we have to like deal with like, yeah, yeah that has to be processed. Um, but the council, the council mm. is not the Sami parliament. The Sami council no. is a separate body that, um, is, it's, it's kind it, of like, it's an elective voluntary organization. I think the difference is the parliaments represent there within each country, whereas the Sami council represents the cultural identity over Norway, Sweden, Finland, and Russia, the Kona Peninsula. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, it's a difficult... They don't really have any power, necessarily, but they mm. can bring the will of who they represent to the people who can... To the parliaments, yeah. yeah. Yes. The other issue that is that they're referencing an agreement they have specifically with the Walt Disney Company, which is not a yep. specific copyright I... on... The clothing which that they're referring to but i have seen this a lot of stuff that's going around and i see it in chat as well there is talks about money and the sami council has released the deal they had with disney and at no point does it mention money in the clause what would the okay. council do with money where does that money go how does that yeah, benefit okay. the sami people what they want is to have like actual sami people help make it more appropriate because a problem with the sami culture is that norway and to some degree sweden and finland we tried to 
remove them. We try to yeah. destroy yeah. the, and we have successfully destroyed multiple parts of the Sami culture. There are some that has just lost forever. So to them, this is you know another like because that there's no doubt that this is. It's inspired. It by, is inspired by what Sami. You were saying yeah, absolutely. You were saying that they would very strangely for this sort of issue, but they would prefer it to be more accurate and actually Yes, that's what they want. Of Agakti. Because a lot of people now think this is Sami. We've already yeah. done it, right? So now they think, oh, that's what a Sami outfit looks like, which is not exactly what it looks like. It's just vaguely like what it looks like. So it's already that cultural erosion is kind mm. of happening exactly. already. Because yeah. there's that, uh, I mean, from what I've read, uh, there's the thing where Sami have been associated with like ho Christian holidays yeah, and like uh, mm. that kind of stuff, which they don't want <laughs> right. know, like that. Yeah. I, so I, I can see why they want to try and exert some more control over that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to say that. I mean, I'm not a legal expert, especially not an international copyright no. law. Um, the last, least qualified person, I'm sure. Um, and I don't think this is like a threat or something. No. I think this is them. They're doing their job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're working within the systems that yeah. are yeah. present. Uh, again, I, I don't know how much, you know, if like, I mean, I think copyright law in general is fucked up and stupid <laughs> yeah and then um, very destructive yeah. um but i could see them trying to use this to like you know just maybe further some of their indigenous goals yeah and yeah. and kind of open the narrative i see that 80 percent of the player base doesn't give a fuck there are l less than a hundred thousand samis in the entire world of course, there. Uh, what, I don't understand why people are talking about the player base caring. It's not about I the think, player base. I think one of the biggest issues of this statement was, and especially the Twitter post they put on, there was a very uh, aggressive tone from the Sami Council, but the the goal that they wanted is very benign. Yeah, the, All they really yeah it's a very aggressive or dramatic. So, yeah, get a they, but they come across they, so antagonistic that people are going to go they, against that. It's natural. To yeah, they specifically yeah. use the term like cultural property rights. Yeah, yeah. Bad they, they quoted Square Enix as saying that mining indigenous cultures is um, legitimate, not legitimate. Which is a quote that they've kept to themselves because apparently Square Enix responded to yes. them in a letter in January and they've they've not released that. Yeah. Which they should really. Well, they might. Remember, this happened on the the sixteenth, mm -hmm. so it's pretty fresh, two days ago. So yes. this is yeah. a developing situation, if anything. What I worry is that this will be forwarded to the Sami parliaments, and then we really got shit going. Because that will. Mm. Yes, that's, that is true. that makes it a legal case in our countries, which can involve a lot of things. So I don't want that to happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, they. I think they're using. I think they're using the word like property rights because if you think about it, we can't really steal anything online, right? Yeah, that's illegal. We can't use copyrighted music. We can't use copyrighted imagery. But we, mm -hmm. but for some reason, we can steal protected cultural clothing. 
I think that's what they're trying to do. Obviously, remember, this Sami Council, this is their job. They're the watchdog. They're supposed mm-hmm. to bark when something is like... You could, yeah, you could with argue them. that this is like a fault in how... Well, as well, I was saying, there's a lot of issue with co- issues with copyright law. The fact that you can't, like, particularly for, like, uh, cultures that are shrinking or essentially, like, uh, have been shrunk as a result of the actions of other, of like sovereign nations, mm-hmm. they don't have the level of control over their cultural identity in the same way that, like, say, for example, if Square Enix decided to make an outfit that was inspired by, like, um, I don't know, this, as, to take an example from chat, the, like the Scottish Highland. Right. Like, there is not that level <laughs> of, uh, ownership right over the identity yeah there's a lot of this a lot of people it's hard to explain this because remember this is the sami people that like they're from the nordics which is already a small region you don't even know you know most people don't even know that that it's called the nordic region right so trying to like explain why this hurts for them is difficult because most of you don't know and i'm not gonna sit here and explain it (laughs) you're you're gonna i mean yeah, there there I mean, are people I, I, today that are hiding the fact that they're Sami that live in south of Norway. Like they they change the, they they throw away their family name just to hide the fact that they're Sami. It's still like an mm-hmm. ongoing issue. Yeah. Um, I think another yeah. important thing to say too was this kind of stuff. I know I, I remember reading some of the comments or like in I think on the last time we talked about it, mm-hmm. or it might have been a Reddit thread. I, I don't quite remember. Um, where a lot of people were saying stuff like, well, I asked a Sami guy in my city how he felt about it. Mm-hmm. He thought it was cool. Yeah. Um, I did that. And yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, of course. Right. But I think it's kind of, uh, we should try and consider maybe like people, like a Sami person living in a major city in Norway <laughs> does mm-hmm. not face the same kind of maybe issues or right. maybe maybe stronger ties i don't i don't like to to the culture as if like someone who was you know a reindeer herder well like yeah I, 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 far up north like living actual yeah, yeah being a reindeer yeah. herder yeah not not saying they're less sami but like they're facing <clears throat> well it's that cultural things. erosion thing where a lot of the most most Samis live here in the southern part of Norway, and they don't do any of the Sami things. In fact, most of them have abandoned their names uh, like to better fit in and don't have to deal with like Sami hate, which is a real thing here. So, you know, that's... Yeah, it's... Uh, and I, 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 I... They aren't even saying the outfit's offensive either. No. I know the people... They, no. they... They would have wanted to... Have, they wanted... They wish they had been contacted they and so they to could be contacted so they can work with square mm. enix to make the outfit look more like they provide take... advice for free yeah. because if the, it if it was done properly that's good for them right mm. to, mm-hmm. address, to address something that was said in chat though then there comes into the question of like is the idea of like an explicit like equivalent of sami culture supposed to exist in eorzea 
because like yes. then you get into like weird, weird like this... law law crossover <laughs> but stuff, this which is, is like this is beyond a... the point of this conversation. But it it is strange that this was introduced considering there is no precedent for this for this yeah. outfit to be culture. in the game. Yeah, yeah, this culture. But you can have a one to one representation of a specific Gupti, and again, there's many different types. So. But the, whichever one the Sami Council wanted to include, mm-hmm. and still make it fully within law and not actually, yeah, it just looks like it. Yeah, that's fine. It's, it's, they would be fine with a Sami outfit. I'm a hundred percent sure. And I know, you know, so Frozen Two didn't actually happen. <laughs> yeah, but then it, well, but it's a representation comes, of their culture in yeah, a nice yeah. way that they then appreciate. Yeah. Then there comes into the question of like, would Square Enix want something that is an exact representation of something that is in real life? Well, in which case, they would have to consider whether they want to cooperate with the Sami Council, which ideally they would, or would they prefer to like ignore them or remove the outfit from the game? Well, if if I, they if they choose to ignore them, and this is an indication of what we're about to find for like in further parts of Ilsebard or whatever, then this is not over. <laughs> this this battle mm-hmm. will continue and well, will probably go to the parliaments eventually. Yes, there's um, maybe it could make a bit more sense if we use some other cultures that maybe people know of a bit more because mm-hmm. uh, there have been some similar situations like this in other video games. I mean, there are a ton of indigenous advocacy groups like mm-hmm. all over the world, and mm-hmm. they do similar things. Um, like, uh, for example, I, I cannot remember the name of the game for life. I'm sorry. Maybe it was Apex Legends. Okay. Maybe. Um, there's a Maori character in it. Um, and, you know, they have, like, the Maori tattoos, which is a pretty important cultural thing to them. Uh, nothing wrong with, like, putting that kind of stuff in games. That's cool. Everyone likes to see, you know, different culture characters and all that. Yeah. But... You can't just draw random shit on someone's face, right? And then say mm. that, that, that's the Mari thing, right? Um, but right. I would like, yeah. It, my argument against that would be that like Apex Legends is based in the real world, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's explicitly a Mari character, <clears throat> right? But um, and like there's there's like a cultural importance that like none of us would know the context of, right? Um, and another game. Uh, no one knows this game. I don't even know why I'm saying it. But uh, Prey 2006. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, uh, <laughs> now, that's a game starring a Native American man. Uh, mm. and it has a lot of a big... All the characters are Native American and, and aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as I, I, as I remember, um, that game was also developed with like uh, an advisory from indigenous people too. Just so that... We, they don't fall into this like the stereotypes right that, like, yes. or like you know just yeah. kind of make it more in line with what's actually going on mm-hmm. instead of just like native american people are spiritual here's right yeah <laughs> yeah know? like yeah. They, they, they tied a lot of cultural stuff um and it, it it's a mutually beneficial thing Mm-hmm. Um, for the the culture and for um, the I mean the game I mean it gets more uh, credentials I say you get that way and it makes it a good representation. I'm not saying everything has to go like that every single time for every little bit of culture you add to games, you know. Right. But like I, mm. 
in a situation like this where you know they put out the item and okay you know there's some reactions here and there uh but you know as far as like indigenous groups don't say anything but then here they are like reaching out in a way yeah and i think it's okay to try and respect that mm-hmm. like we mm-hmm. all of us here we don't know what a gakti means to someone right like to a sami mm-hmm. person we mm-hmm. have no ties to that I don't, i'm assuming our cultures don't have anything similar right <laughs> um so it's i think it's a simple request yes and yeah i mean if you're gonna believe a guy on reddit that says i'm sami i don't care <laughs> Like, I mean, maybe you can listen to the council. Like, yeah, a they're bit. supposed yeah, to represent say, like, the Sami, so. Yeah, I mean, I'd like, regardless of whether, like, one, two, or however many people are okay with it, you should never, like, discount the opinions of those that aren't okay with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're, all, sure... they're all people. Even if 90% of Sami loved it. Yeah. The council have brought it to attention. There's still 10% of people who might not say. Hmm. It, it, it's just a strange process how this has happened, because surely they must have been like, okay, we need a new outfit. And then someone just did someone just Google indigenous clothing and just found the Sami right. website. Be like, oh, Sami, we'll do that one, and just not think about anything well, about like I, the culture they're well, about to I steal from. I would argue that's not not necessarily unlikely, um, but also that's, that's a problem because <laughs> you I, should do some well, more like, investigation. I would think that I mean, see, that's the thing. Like in parts, in some parts of the world, like that's common sense that like you would. You would steal. You, you would start. No, you would start a dialogue. Yeah. Right. Like I'm talking about us, right? Our our cultures. Like you would start a dialogue with the cultures that you are seeking to like uh, include or utilize in your particular story or world. I think in other places that might not be the case. For right. example, in Japan, they might not consider it like the first thing you would do is to ask the culture that you are interacting with or like making use of in your game. Yeah. I'm generally of the opinion that having, I mean, all fantasy, like someone in, I think many in chat said is derived from real world cultures. I, I, I love seeing real world things twisted in like, you know, pulled into a fantasy setting and utilized in a different way or whatever. Mm-hmm. I like that. And they there were are able to do that instances in this game where there are clear real world examples like we all remember the heavens were new world you know new world set mm-hmm. which had issues at the time there was no sort of reaching out from any native american organizations which is fine if they didn't want to they could have yeah. but the fact that these people have mm-hmm. just seems mm. like you should go for it cuz it's a free mm example i mean there's on the no stuff in this game like mm. we know like the korean wartime outfit has, yeah doesn't yeah. make people happy there that's are wild. that's elephants. wild and we we even say <laughs> it we say it's uncomfortable even clothing, for us yeah which is yeah. a little bit on the nose yeah you know yeah. i'm imagining that doesn't go down super well all the time yeah, but right. and you know i i feel like the dangers too of like not like, I, I would say, in general, this is a pretty mild case mm-hmm. of, like, uh, yes, just no cultural awareness of it, which yes. I, I wouldn't blame anyone for. Like, right. I, like, they, I don't know. They tried to make it. It's clearly mm-hmm. inspired, and that's fine. Yeah. But the fact that 
there's literally a hand has been held out saying, please just open a dialogue with us. Mm -hmm. Just do it. Well, they they declined. That's the important detail here. They declined to do that. They said no. I, yeah, I wouldn't be like, obviously they have, I I would like to see the letter that the Sami council received from Square Enix. Um, I, I would suspect that at Square Enix, it's entirely possible that whoever had the idea for this outfit didn't even know that like the Sami people existed and that they like that they like they could have thought for all they know that like ah, you know like the Aztecs, they don't exist anymore. Like right. I I wouldn't be surprised if someone thought that mm-hmm. and like thought that like yeah okay we can make use of this. Um, mm-hmm. The question one of the biggest issues would be how much have they planned for this to be relevant going forward. Like the fact that this is on the mug station as like a purchasable item makes me think that it's not going to be very relevant going mm-hmm. forward at all. Right. But like if they have like strongly tied this like melded culture that might not even just be like based on the Sami, like they might have like grafted multiple like northern yeah. uh, northern cultures together too. and like this is the this is the only one we've seen so far. Mm. Like and like, but they already have this entire law ready mm-hmm. for the future. Yeah, like that would be an issue, and like I would be curious to see how they would resolve it. Yeah, I just yeah, I think yeah that yeah that's remember they, like, they, 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 they call it far northern. Yeah, they do. Yeah, because so it is clearly this far northern be... culture that they have started to conceive at this point. Because clearly yeah. they've given us an outfit of them. Like, what if this is only one thing they wear, and like it has no cultural importance to the in-game culture? without any consideration for what it exactly. means to the people in, in our if world. there's an expansion on it, because there are things they do, like the Guardian Empire is Roman-inspired, mm-hmm. but they live in the frozen tundra. And there's also what... aspects of it that are, like, Russian. Yeah. yeah. So there's some parts that maybe do focus on the real and some that are completely off. Like, yeah. the Romans was, didn't um... live in a tundra. I'm trying to remember... What, uh, the culture in um, Shadowbringers with the uh, the Tupac, um, that's just straight up based off uh, like uh, the the Amaro. Sorry, the Amaro dragon. Oh, oh right. Just, mm-hmm. Like basically one for one lifted from uh, indigenous South American. Uh, I, I can't remember the group. I'm sorry, right. <laughs> but it is like Tupac Amaros are like a thing. Okay. And, um, mm-hmm. Like uh, in Ronkin country Ronk. culture. Yeah. Yeah. Wrong um, yeah. Yeah. Like it is. And um, yeah, that was 100% Incan, like that sort well, of yeah. culture. Well, the Incan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ronka, yeah. Well, it's not just Incan. Like the Ronka yeah, like is a, an example of something that. Yeah. Ronka was another example I was thinking of when I was thinking of like a culture that like they've blended together to make something mm-hmm. to put in their game. Right. It's got Aztec vibes. Yeah. Incan mm-hmm. Mayan vibes. Like just conglomerate. Yeah. The issue America. is that, like, they've seemingly, well, we know that they have uh, have taken aspects of a culture that is still extant, rather than that. What yeah. was the case with Ronka? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like there are still people who can speak Mayan, but they're not living that culture right. anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, there are people that are still speaking Latin, but that doesn't well, mean yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah. They're living that that Roman Empire. Oh, I wish they culture. were. And also, just <laughs> well, the to. The remember, I just want to bring up Frozen too again because they they actually posted the the deal that they have with Disney. They changed what 
they do not look like Sami, like straight up, right? So they've done the correct. They've they've just been advising them on how to like respect the culture more in a way that's not offensive to Sami. That that's all yeah. it takes. You don't even have to. The hand that they've stretched out does not mean oh you have to make them look like a kof or a, a gokti, but they. Mm. but they I can help see them what they want to say just like what's wrong with it yeah it's what so aggressive uh, such an aggressive tone and that's yeah, what i think it's... a lot of people got pissy about uh yeah. I, i'm not gonna be you know no one likes because if this is no a big likes... thing these days yeah <clears throat> so people don't want to see but it just let it be again. clear there yeah. is no mention of money here this is no. a, a this no. is an official like council that is already funded through like other means i don't know how but yeah they the, don't need the, the money. reason people yeah the reason people are responding negatively is because it's very accusatory and no one wants to feel like they have done something wrong yeah exactly um, which like the people defending it aren't even directly involved and it's, i guess they unless you could argue that the people that purchased it could be involved no. but, like this is these are people that are taking like like tangential ownership of like square enix and final fantasy 14 yeah yeah if you bought this outfit identity. because you like it there's nothing wrong with that right no. you can I, don't you don't need to feel guilty because it doesn't fully represent the sami culture it says between square enix and the sami council mm. yeah and yeah. if anything any changes have to be made to the outfit they will just sort that out yeah and you'll be uh, fine and yeah yeah i'll say this again too because we said this last time we talked about it and people still made the same comments <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. um comparing this to norm like to hegemonic cultures mm -hmm. mainstream mm. bavarians yeah Durndals, not the same as like mm. oppressed smaller cultures mm -hmm. at like mm. <laughs> like I, I you i'm sure it is cool if you're like i don't know a Spanish dude, and you're like, "Yo, they put Spain in Pokemon, right?" Like that's not the same, right? As like, <laughs> like fucking, they made like I don't know, weird Navajo Pokemon that didn't mm. make any sense, or right? Nothing. Right. Um, and I think a another thing to consider too, especially with some of the other things that have happened before, um, like the kind of other cultural items, like the, the New World set is, I'll not all of these cultures or indigenous groups have like power or like a voice or mm. even a strong voice to even reach someone like Square Enix. Like I'm the new, hmm? the new world set I would argue is like potentially even more like divisive in the sense that like there are many different indigenous tribes to North America. They might not even all agree on the presentation of the new right. world set in 14. Mm. And like, and that's a, that's a war bonnet too. That's not like, I mean, we've, I, I feel like we're in either the stage of society or like cultural know-how that we know maybe dressing up as like a native American with a war bonnet is like a bad idea. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So like, we saw in the films. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think it's okay to like not know that. It's okay to just like be ignorant. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Yeah. You can't help yeah. being ignorant. Yeah. But if if someone tells you like maybe reconsider this or like maybe mm. like our culture doesn't like the way it's presented and like we want to talk about it or something. Or like we prefer it just gone at all. 
Yeah. Or, or, you know, um, like it, it's worth to listen. Yeah. You know, it's certainly worth to listen. Also, at the end of the day, Squanks doesn't have to do anything. That's that true. Told to do. Well, uh, also, this this is an important note because I've seen a lot of people are twisting this a lot. Remember that this announcement was made after Squanks declined. The the this was happening yeah, privately be or like in the background before yes. they At took least this. Step. That's what there's been said. There's no that's evidence what, yeah. of yes. the letters. Yes, no. Maybe I so am. I have a bias because I'm from here, but I feel like they wouldn't do this unless the reply <laughs> was unlikely, not. But I want to see the reply. Yeah. But actually, no. I want to see both letters. Yeah. Like, this is I, a public. I mean, we can. I mean, I'm sure there's a way to yeah, request would, it to be released, would, but. I would like. I to would see assume it. that like the Sami Council is a very reputable organization, and then like upon questioning, would be able to provide the information that they have actually been communicating with Square Enix. Yes. If they were making that up, that would be a very, very, that very would, bad look yeah. for them. And yeah. once again, if you want, you can read the contract that they made with Disney. It's on the announcement from the Sami Council, and that no, no point in that deal does it say during benefit sharing does it say monetary benefits. No. So this money rumor that's being thrown around is false, okay? The, no, the reason money comes into it is because they are invoking like they are saying cultural property, but like it, they like it's kind of being presented in a, like it's a problem with the way that this is framed. Yes, yes. it's being presented in a way that like it's a, of an equivalence with intellectual property. Yes, yeah. And the wording in there sounds like they're saying because you're selling this for money. We need to come to an agreement or something. Is why people yeah. are going, but people well, are people are quoting money. people are quoting the Disney thing as a ground to say that because they're all oh, they're out after money again. Mm. They saw mm. the dollar signs. Mm -hmm. Not true. What are they going to do with that money? B build a new council hall? Yeah. Like what? Yeah. For more Sami? Yeah. That was so terrible. Yeah, horrible. I'm sure there are Sami uh, charities that will do something. But... So there are. Yeah, I'm sure there are things they could do with money. Yeah, yeah. But they don't need it. But they're not going to be like no. they're not going to they're not rich people gonna, in the Sami no. council. They're not going to go and buy loads of yachts and no. mansions and <laughs> stuff. No. <laughs> no. I know uh, people get really hung up on the aggressiveness too, but like. I think they have a right to be upset, like and express sure. that. Mm -hmm. Like I, can. there's nothing wrong with but that. I mean, your tone again, definitely has some. You know, if you're going in with an aggressive tone, people are going to react in a certain way. Yeah. There's yeah. always you should always consider your words if you're yeah. doing something like this as well. Yeah. yeah but, mm. you know, they, this is how they chose to express it. Yeah. I, I don't think there's anything wrong. Hey. Even, even honestly, even if it was about money, I don't. Even, I would say there's nothing wrong with that because, like, I think. Yeah, I probably profiting. agree. Yeah, like profiting off of, like you know, it's what eighteen dollar outfit. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a digital game like that. I think that could feel really shitty as mm -hmm. like a minority culture who, or you know, indigenous group who's been really who's still uh, experiencing discrimination where they live. Yeah, yeah, like and with things, I'm sure things, institutions that they run or could be underfunded mm -hmm. or all that, and seeing that could be like a real like even if it's not intentional from square enix or yoshi p or whoever made this mm -hmm. it can really i think open up older wounds and exacerbate current mm -hmm. problems i think we need um, to see the reply from square enix i think that is what was gonna yeah because if they've yeah. really used words like saying we would like to legitimize the mining of your culture that's a strong thing to say yeah whereas if it's more like 
Well, it's important we to note. Let's not misquote that too. That was not a quote. Only the word, uh, the word legitimate was legitimate. quoted. Mm -hmm. so, so they, they, yeah, we need to know the ins and outs of those documents. Yes. To really understand the situation. I mean, them. again, we don't need anything. That's up to Square Enix and the Sami Council. To be fair, the public well, no. shouldn't have any say in we, this. Really, but if we want an opinion on it, we need all the facts. Yes. Otherwise, we're just speculating. Yeah. Well, anyways, mm. we'll see where this goes. Hopefully, uh, they can I, sort it out. But I hope it's a they can come to a beneficial agreement that makes everyone happy. Yeah, I like. It, I mean, the, this the outfit's not going to be removed, and I doubt nah. they're going to make any changes to it now that it's already sold. They can't really do that. So mm -hmm. um, they can change an outfit's look. Can they after sold. you've purchased? Isn't wouldn't that they, that would break the some EU laws? I, I, I think. Oh, I, could, I could see them maybe redesigning it. That's if true. If it breaks really... laws, though, that. Yeah, because you I that mean, will be like false advertising because you've bought a product and then all of a sudden it's changed. They'd have to offer a refund to everyone who didn't want to accept it. Yeah, they would have I, to offer. I, mm. yeah. I think it's kind. Of, I mean, I, I guess they should offer a refund in good faith, but I think I think like they the have terms to. of service lets you let's don't mess with European thing. law, Ronald. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I do think terms of service like would state that they can. They don't have to, but yeah, I think that like there are laws that I think would, EU laws maybe in some countries they can do that, but the EU would not. They be don't happy. fuck around. Yeah, yeah. do not mess with the EU law. No, that's and that's good. Again, yeah. the last person asked for legal advice, right? Especially, <laughs> especially uh, containing uh, uh, concerning copyright law, right? Cultural copyright law, like I, yeah. You well, know, copyright law is awful. Yeah, I think I think this. I think they have. You know what? They've succeeded because we they brought a conversation up it was about the Sami. So there you go, and about indigenous people. So there you go. The only reason a lot of people have learned more about Sami is because of issues surrounding this outfit, mm -hmm. which is a shame in a way. Yes. Because uh, it would be nicer if they learned about the Sami in a more positive. Well, that's what the council but, wanted. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So. But, at least more people know about the Sami and how cool they are. Yeah. yeah. Do some research on the Sami. It's very interesting and horrible They're very story. very cool people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they are cool little folks up there. They are. Chilling. They are. They are. They're really... reindeer. Yeah. Okay. It can be very positive to say to do your own research, but then, like, people get overwhelmed because there's so many cultures that... Well, yeah, yeah, sadly. Yeah. So they're yeah. like, oh, why should I care about any one of them? Yeah. You don't have to care about all of them. You can just research one. Yeah, but they have you a don't great really way. To care, do you, you know how the Sami? The Sami. Look up how the Sami. Um, the the ball biting. Be, be, uh, yeah. They bite That's testicles. So crazy to me. Yeah. Why did you? These, that is the <laughs> advertising I, point for them. I know our audience. I know what they want. You, the, that's that's a very specific way of sterilizing, or like, yeah, they, they sterilize the mm. reindeer, so they yeah. they was they it, snip uh, the tube. I thought it was also like a like a, a puberty thing. Oh, it's like a coming of age ceremony. Wasn't, isn't it? Wasn't coming it, of age thing. It's only women that do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's a lot to it. Cultural That's Sami all, experts right Look here. it up. Look it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they also have a way of singing. You've seen Kaino, the the dude that does the hey yo. <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to do it. Sorry. I'm but sure. That's Yoikin. This is exactly what the Sami Council wanted. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Where I can't wait to get a letter. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I love I love the Sami. I think I, that, yeah. 
Um, I thought we did a had a very respectful conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and decided to bring well, up. I'm trying to bring some interest. Look up yoik and look up ball biting. Well, yeah. you might know. I don't. It has Ranger. a name. Start looking up Gokti, and it, then I think it has an official name because uh, I think picked telling people to just look at say Google ball biting is <laughs> not going to get lead them in the right direction. No, no. But anyway, shout out to no. the soft. Are there well, any? Shut up. This is for everyone, and maybe someone who's watching on YouTube. Are there any Sami watching? I know there are Norwegians oh, watching. Are, if one of your Sami, can you send in a mug mail with like your you. opinion on this? Because that would be very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Shout out to the two people who still speak Tao Sami. Oh god, there's only hey, two hey, people left speaking that language. Maybe if Hang people want to talk about this in a mug mail in a respectful. Well, we're way. gonna. We're obviously not gonna. We're not gonna bring it. up bad. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, but you know, just yeah. If you, yeah, be open minded. Yeah, yeah. speakersxavcom slash mogmail. Okay, we definitely, as well, speaking of, uh, we got, we have to read. I know we're running out of time, but we're going to have to run a little over time today, That's I think. That's fine. Um, okay, uh, let's uh, jump into mogmail because we have some leftovers. So let's go. Mogmail. This is from, oh god, I, they included the way to say it. Menemesine Ron. Menemesine. Menemesine. Menemesine Ron. Okay. I began playing this game at 5.1. And so I participated. Uh, so that is late. Um, and I participated live when the Weapons of Whirlit, or whatever the story was called. <laughs> Trials came out. Uh, close enough. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> World, of, World of Warcraft. <laughs> uh, uh, and when 5.3 was released. Uh, all, all in all, between 5.1 and 5.52, there were four trials. Uh, as far as I understand, the trial story is kind of like the same as with the raid and alliance raid stories, that they are uh, usually side quests. Sometimes. In 6.x, though, mm, normally. it seems that they had mixed the trial series into the MSQ for the Archfiends. I keep wondering what uh, what they will do with the remaining trials. My guess is that at least one of them will be used in 6.4 to conclude Golbez and Fiend's story. But what about the fourth? After thinking, after thinking, the alternatives I could come up with were as follows. One, they have two MSQ trials in 6.4, like Golbus, and then the Dragon Sister, Vod Zodiark, Voidiark, and Zeramus. Uh, they will save it for 6.5, sorry, two. They will save it for 6.5, uh, or the last MSQ patch of Endwalker to end it with a big, sorry, not a big bang, but just a bang, before the next expansion. <laughs> Three, they will, oh, they will use it to, we ran out of tape. They will use it to conclude Path of the Twelve, or Pandemonium. Four, they will sort of just do not do a fourth trial and hope nobody notices, since they already have, in some ways, shortened the amount of duties over the expansions, mostly in the amount of dungeons. What are your thoughts? I'll say... I <clears throat> would be very... I mean, I expect this to happen, but I would be very disappointed if we just defeat Golbez next patch. Because it's like a... It's like a just super quick side story, like, oh, lol, Golbez is invading, big scary, and it's over. Right. And the only thing we've gained is um, 
gothic Valvatrix, essentially, like zero or whatever. You can't, like, Mela, you can't just say that. that is you not, can't say that. too like, small of a reference. They aren't even here. You're just bullying. Yeah, you're, at this point, it's bullying. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, but, like, uh, he's... I mean, he's cool, right, Galvez? Yeah, he's clearly got a big plan. Yeah. He clearly wants to invade Eorzea or whatever. I would want that to be the lead-up to the next expansion. And I'm pretty sure he can use... You know, what's her name? Ajdaya. Mm-hmm. To invade into Merisidia, which is where all the dragons live, and that's where we're going for the next expansion. They can easily use that to pull us into Merisidia or something like that. Mm-hmm. Don't get rid of Golbez immediately. Right. right. I yeah. I could see him gone by six point five, honestly. Um <laughs> I could see him gone by six point four. Six yeah. I cause I mean personally too, I just I don't want another like reference file fantasy villain mm. as like that the, is the main villain the, yeah yeah or even like i could see them as a catalyst or whatever the next expansion will be mm-hmm. whatever whether it's void themed or space mm-hmm. i don't know whatever yeah but um i none of the msq like the final msq villains of any patch or not patch like expansion has been like a reference villain no no yes that's true I don't want them to start now. No, I agree. Well, <laughs> close, a little bit close to with Xenos, to Sephiroth. He was a little bit on that. Well, yeah. that's just the style well, of, that was of just character. Stylized. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah. yeah. I, but like, name brand, like, name brand villain of Final Fantasy series. That You're telling just... me you don't want to fight Cloud? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yo, Cloud's That'd in be weird. 7.0. He's yeah. the main impact. One ring <laughs> angel playing. Oh my god. Yeah. I just I know it's this Final Fantasy theme park, but it always feels so I'm on your side. Lame. I I I love references. Mm-hmm. I love seeing a cactuar in the wild. Yeah. But I don't like all of the important story things to be plot points that I've already completed in another game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love the original like, stuff in 14, and we need more original stuff for future Final Fantasy games. Otherwise, we're going to literally be boomering our way into like Final Fantasy 20, mm-hmm. still having the same bosses every single time. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah. I'd be very dis. Yeah, it's not good to have like a, an existing character as like your primary villain in a mm-hmm. Final Fantasy game because it makes it feel like you're playing like a Dissidia Ooh. game. You know what I mean? Jacked? Jacked, sorry. Oh, jacked. jacked. <laughs> he is jacked. Yeah, that's true. Jack- Jack- oh, I thought you were talking I thought you were talking about Jack Garland from Oh, no, God. No. <laughs> no. That would be amazing. No. And he okay. has the phone with him as well. Yeah. Every time he walks away. I, listen. The only time I'd accept them just making like a reference villain if it was Jekt and they have the Jekt cuck scene, like the little <laughs> cuck scene where he's like, we're like, he's like walking off with your stall or something. Yeah. Like, hey, 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 that feels like something they could put in a Hildebrand storyline. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. Yeah, I'd be so down for that. Make yeah. sure Jack can cuck us. 
Yeah, maybe they'll <laughs> add that when they add Blitzball. Well, they're not going to add Blitzball, are they? They're, your Blitzball no, manager. It's too late for that. Blitz, Blitzball mm, manager 2023. Blitzball manager 2024. 2024. Yeah, they're never the adding it. Ah. Uh, did still hope. There's still hope for like a manager type of, uh, game, I think. Um, okay. Mm. Anyways, uh, thank you. Um, Thanks, Anemone, Manemasine. Man well, no, no, no. Manemasine. Manemasine. Yeah, Manemasine. Okay. Um, thank you. I need. We need to read another one. I'm sorry, but we're just not okay. going through them fast enough. So uh, let's. Do you think? Yes, sir. We can split up the interview in two, I think. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All yes. right, Blair. Or, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Okay, here we go. This is from Kamadani from Durandal, and this is why we have to read this, because it starts with, Hey, speakers, Happy New Year. <laughs> oh. I have two totally unrelated things for this mock mail. One is pretty, uh, one is petty, and one is a discussion I want to hear your opinions on. First, the petty. I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, Awesome Games Done Quick last week... There you go. Yeah. Uh, dated this. There was a palace recently. of the dead. It is more recent. It, it, yeah. Uh, there was a palace of the yeah, dead run featured. Yeah, you made it seem like it was really. I know. I know. It was actually January twentieth. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. It was not. It's not from January first. Um, okay. Uh, the run was yeah, the great. Run was good. My petty gripe was when the show organizers kept showing the Endwalker Collector's Edition available as a prize. They kept calling the Warrior of Light. Uh, Ardbert. Am I crazy? <laughs> the Warrior of Light featured since 1.0 and Ardbert are two separate people, no? I kept watching yeah. the AGDQ stream and going, Warrior of Light, it's not Ardbert, it's the Warrior of Light. My friends tell me I'm petty, but well, it's not Ardbert. I agree. That is, wrong, is literally Ardbert. the wrong character. But in fairness, mm. like... Not everyone at that organization probably has played the game. They've probably just got it from someone and like, well, this is probably who it is. Yeah. Don't worry about they it. They look exactly the same. Exactly. They're identical. <laughs> what do you mean the guy that looks just like him isn't him? <laughs> That's yeah. not Solid Snake. That's Venom hey. Snake. <laughs> yeah. You better not get them in any Kingdom Hearts figurines to, <laughs> to show off. Yeah. Anyway, pettiness out of the way. I wanted to hear your opinions on itemization in the game currently. Uh, specifically, I wanted to talk about the 24-man raids. With the even longer time between patches now, I think the 24-man raids dropping tome-level gear that is not upgradable is kind of underwhelming. For me, it makes the whole 24-man a run once a week for a coin. If I get glamour or gear from my third, fourth job, great. At this point, I think they should change it so the 24-mans drop max-level gear 630 in the current patch. They could even put better-slash-different substats on them to make the gear appealing to raiders. I'd gladly run the 24 months over and over to collect gear that would substantially benefit my main jobs. Right now, they feel kind of like a weekly one and done. Yeah, itemization in this game is shit. Yes. I, it's one I of think, the worst ever most for itemization. Mm. I think Rainfall would lose it, yeah. if you left gear behind that by once a week. Yeah. But you sh I, you're gaining others. If you're locking it behind once a week for everyone, then it's equal still. I mean, it's not a great system to have the 630 gear in the Alliance Raid as well, because it forces the Raiders to do the Alliance Raid when they might not want to. Mm -hmm, that's true. But it gives <laughs> people an alternate way of mm. leveling or gearing this as well. This is supposed to be a catch-up mechanic. Yeah. It's not yeah. supposed to be, like, getting you to, like, max eye level. No. Yeah. And the, yeah. these are the catch-up patches, too, where it's like... Mm. It's a catch-up <clears throat> patch. Maybe no. they should lock it to one... Once a, a week, so you can catch up by doing multiple. Yeah, th th this is the gear that drops in the alliance raid is 
good enough for all the stuff that it's is not savage stuff. you know like yeah. it's yeah and if you're doing savage you're getting gear through savage so yeah yeah i think this the balance is quite good right now it's acceptable it's just boring every the raid gear is for broke bitches who don't want to buy the crafted gear so you know no the crafted, which wait, oh you mean the alliance raid yeah. yeah oh no yeah no i'll agree with that I thought yeah. you meant like savage guys. They're like, no, <laughs> no, 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 just, just like the crap. Like, you know, I want a gear, but I'm broke. I can't, I can't spend all that gold. <laughs> right. If you're getting the crafted gate, you're going to be better than the Alliance gear for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But you're not going to be up to the savage tier. Just. Yeah. But also, but, well, you might be sized. I mean, raiders will still do the Alliance raid for the coin. Yeah. So you, they can upgrade need the to... tome gear. Mm. Yeah. Because you might be like us and only do three out of four of them because, you know, most people are off every week because they've got to. Or tummy or something. So you've got to upgrade your chest and leg pieces because well, we can't have P4S. Mailer is throwing like side swipes left and right to a what is someone wrong that's with you? not here it's and like funny. so irrelevant. You have to, to most stop. The viewers. There, <laughs> we are we are eight people, Mela, when we raid. Uh, three of them are in here. <laughs> you're, you're, there's this, this is for no one. Uh, Mela likes Mela is... likes like making it sound like he's an elitist prick. I love yeah. I love um, even though it we still haven't good. cleared Savage. Sorry, I just have to like pull yeah. you down, Mela. We haven't cleared Savage. You can never pull me down. We're still on Agdis. We're on the third floor. Yeah. Oh, third, okay. I thought I thought you guys were still on the first. We're still on the first one. Oh, no. We're still trying to figure no. out. <laughs> I was about to be like, damn, you guys kind of suck. Yeah, we do kind of. Well, we get together two times a week. If we're lucky, for yeah. approximately two to three hours. Each yes, time. that's that's it. We'd be on the last fight if we were consistent in our two days a week. But yeah. we have reasons to do that. Yeah, but we like being casual. But yeah, itemization this game rubbish. What it is, is rubbish? That? But I, what do you mean? You get some, you get a couple of stats which linearly go up. Your item level almost means nothing. It's just a. a gate to entry for content that's what it is the stats are what matters every single weapon upgrade is like a a plus 100 dps mm -hmm. every single time your material choices quite limited there is oh, some yeah, nuance more and to more it. limited <laughs> yeah there's nuance to it for things like paladin especially before they messed it up because skill speed meant you could get the two, the, the double uh, Goring Blade and stuff. So there's some classes that have that to it. And mm. I assume there are some DPS classes that have some depth. But realistically, you're just going crit that DH to try and make them as e high and equal as possible. Don't mm -hmm. put DH on your healers. Don't fall for that trap. Oh, absolutely you can't not. Hit. You can't direct hit no. heal. That's not no, a no, thing. No, no, no. Just, not a just thing. crit them. But you can do direct hit. Broils slash glares yeah. slash whatever the DPS <laughs> skills are for Astrologian and it's more important. And sage. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, there you go. Anyways, yeah. Um, but I don't think the Alliance Raid one is a problem anyways. I think that's just working as like intended. I would like them to remove the limit on it earlier. Oh, like the weekly Because limit. it is for alt jobs, and I just don't want to have to get more tomes for an alt job. Mm-hmm. True. Because of your main job. Yeah. Could you imagine if there was a best in slot for like, and, and it was like raid, like a, a 24 man gear? The RNG to get the best in slot would be 
Sorry, do you not remember the diadem? I was just thinking about that. The diadem. That was not Bestens. It was. It was Bestens. No, it was true, but it was also at the end of the patch cycle. Yeah, and it was so RNG that, like, you would be like, no, no, no. It was Bestens slot. And it came out at the same time as the final part of the relic. So the best yes. in slot was beat the bell the bellic. The beat the bellic the at the, the end of the batch. The best in slot beat the bellic. We already got the final step. What's it like what are you gonna there's nowhere else to yeah, go? Yeah, well what a kick in the fucking face. You finish your relic, it's like finally I have the best weapon in the game at the end of the patch. No, sorry. Go fucking go no. do diadem forever it's until you randomly stuff. get the best in week. slot one. There was a week when the relic was best in slot compared to anything else you could get, and that yeah. was a good week. That was a good week, that. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, anyways. Um, there you go. Thank you uh, for your mug now. Yeah, not long to go time. now. Probably just a few weeks. There will probably be a live letter soon. Be... Um... Yeah, it sh uh, didn't we say... Is it, didn't they announce the date? It was like no. the 7th of March or the 14th? No, or did we just no speculate? Right? We, don't, we speculated yeah. that, yeah. It'll be the 7th or 14th of March. There will be an announcement soon, I, I'm assuming. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you for sending in your Mogmail. Uh, we are going to do as much as we can Aww. of this uh, uh, interview with our favorite man, uh, Michael Christopher Kochi so Fox. Y yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. Yeah, so let's get into it. Uh, we'll probably. Oof, yeah, we are way over time. So let's let's see how far we go. Uh, okay. Senior translator in Square Enix's localization department. Born in the U.S. in the state of Oregon, he taught English at a junior high school in Japan after receiving his teaching license from Hokkaido University of Education. He later joined the localization team at Square, now Square Enix, in April 2003, where he has worked on Final Fantasy XI's English translations for scenario text and item names, and is currently, 2023, the localization director for Final Fantasy XVI. Koji has also been a drummer in the Star Onions, which was oh. a band of uh, 11 staff members. The Star Final Onions? Fantasy XI. Yeah, that's what they were called. It's a great name. It's the primals it's a, of eleven. Yeah. And, yeah, it's way better than the primals, and the Star Onions. <laughs> and it's the vocalist and rapper for the primals, does the official the band for 14. Does the Star Onions? Oh. Or does he have a theremin or something? I don't remember Why what he it? played in the Star Onions, but I'm sure Why someone can find it. Why isn't Fox a drummer for the primals? Uh... Well... I don't know. Because he's, he's good. Because he's, he's cool now. now. Yeah. yeah. Um, they've got such a good drum. Uh, they've got such a good um, singer in the Star Onions, Gyoki, that he couldn't take that role. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Love the Star <laughs> Onions. Yeah. yeah, there are pictures of them in the Star, the Star Onions. Star Onions. It's good. Uh, so stupid. <laughs> okay, let's it's jump not into being it. Mean. Uh, learning Japanese to play video games. I'd like to start off. So again, this is an in-house interview. This is from the We Are Vanadil interview series, celebrating the. 20th anniversary of Final Fantasy XI. Yeah, 20th. We only talk about 11 now. I'd like to start <laughs> off by asking how you became interested in Japan. Koji says, I'm from Oregon, but I used to watch this Japanese TV drama on, uh, in the 80s called From Oregon with Love when I was in America. Whoa. Um, they probably aired the show on our local TV station because it was set in Oregon. The show... <laughs> I love like the local As, TV uh, dudes yeah. going. Hmm, we need to find a show. Let's just look for something with Oregon, and it's like, ooh, that's good. <laughs> uh, in English. Love this name. 
Hey, Oregon caught an eye. <laughs> it, was, it was probably really cheap to syndicate. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> the show had this visual effect where the entire screen faded to white whenever they cut to a commercial. And I was shocked, like, what's going on? Why is it turning white? <laughs> Yeah. From Oregon to Love, there's an explanation. From Oregon with to love. love, sorry, with Love is a drama series that aired from October to December 1984. Wow, what a oh, short run! A long period of time. The series was filmed in Oregon over an extended period, so it wasn't the content of the show, but the whiteout that got your attention, Koji. That's right. All the American shows I'd seen had faded to black for as long as I could remember, <laughs> so it must have seemed what new to me. Hell? What a weird thing to get stuck on, huh? Yeah. I don't remember the drama at all, but I still remember that visual effect. I was probably about 10 years old, and for some reason I thought, Wow, Jim, that is amazing! They fade to white before a commercial. Whoa. Um, was that your first exposure to Japanese content? Uh, Koji says, From Oregon with Love was probably the first Japanese thing I was exposed to while aware of its origins. I'd watched Speed Racer and Super Sentai shows, Japanese superhero shows, prior to that, but I wasn't aware they were from Japan. That's fair. And again, explanation. There's going to be lots of this because Koji Fox just keeps bringing out references. Speed Racer is an animated television series about an uh, about automobile race. Automobile Racing, which aired from April 1967. Automobile. <laughs> Automobile. The series was produced by oh, Tatsunuko Productions Tatsunoko. Uh, and originally aired in Japan under the title March Go Go Go. Mark. Is that really what it was called? And it, I never, I, go Go Go. I thought it was Speed Racer over there too. Oh yeah. shit. No, no it wasn't. Go, Everyone go, go. should watch the live action Speed Racer movie. It's good. It's, it's good. Okay. It's better than it to be. As for games, what was the first title you played? Koji says, the first video game console I ever played was the Atari back when I was in uh, the upper grades of elementary school. Then the NES was released when I was in sixth grade. And Santa got it for me for Christmas. Oh. I remember oh. there was a message that said, action set. And it came with Duck Hunt and Super Mario Bros. From there, uh, I got more and more addicted to video games. I bought games with my own pocket money, and of course, I bought the SNES, or SNES. I'm surprised that Santa think was willing to give Duck Hunt. It's a bit of a violent video game. <laughs> hey, look, you'll yeah. say, say I... Duck Hunt really quickly. Don't. Don't. Atari is a series of video I, game consoles no, developed. I don't think you need to explain what the Atari, the NES, and the SNES. There might be. There could be, a, there could be a Zoomer that just tuned in. This I is very Zoomerphobic. <laughs> Atari okay. is a series of video game consoles Atari? developed by the American company of the same name. Notable consoles include the Atari Video Computer System, Atari 2600, and the Atari 5200. Never heard of the Atari Do 5200. Time for this? The Nintendo Entertainment System, NES, is a video game console released oh. in North America in 1985 and Europe in 1986. The NES is a redesigned international version of the family computer Famicom, released in Japan in 1983. The Super Nintendo Entertainment uh -huh. System, SNES, is a video game console released in North America in 1991. The SNES was released in Japan as the Super Famicom. It does Ooh. not specify when it released in Europe. That's interesting. Yeah, um, that is strange. Did your love of games influence your career decisions later on? Koji says, it did. By the time I was in high school and thinking about my future, I wanted to work with video games, which I'd always played and loved. Another influence I had was the programming class I took in high school, where I learned BASIC. One day, we were assigned with making a game in groups of four, and my group ended up working on a game about going to Las Vegas. 
That Thank God like... he got to live at his game dreams. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like quite the pragmatic idea for a project. Koji says, when we got around to making the game, the three other members made minigames for roulette, blackjack, and poker. As for me, I made a minigame involving stealing when the player ran out of what? money. If the player pressed, if the player pressed the space bar at the right timing, they'd succeed and be able to keep playing. But failing meant they were arrested by the police, and it was game over. That's brilliant. <laughs> That's what a game. I want to play it. The graphics That's also turned really cool. out nicely, so I submitted the game thinking I'd get an A, but I ended up with a B minus, which made what? me think I wasn't oh, good at programming. That's I reckon only programmers could get into the game industry, so that's where I gave up on my dream of working on games, uh, at least at the time. For a B minus? That's, that's, that's still so salvageable. You can, you can. Not for him. I. That's so real, Koji. Uh, I remember getting like Bs and stuff in programming. I was like, well, my dreams are over. Yeah. Time to get <laughs> you have time to to into the real it. world. Yeah. Back then, game planners weren't a specialized profession, and programmers handled everything. So from there, how did you end up in Japan? Koji says, aside from video games, I was also interested in learning languages. I studied French in junior high for three years, and during my first year of high school, I even went to a local university to study French. Oh, you poor thing. The following year, however, that university stopped offering French classes. I wanted to continue my studies and ask my father if I could take French classes at another bigger university in our area, but he turned me down because it was too expensive. So that's when I became interested in learning Japanese, says the interviewer. Koji says, that's right. Wrong! <laughs> Wrong, I studied first, Spanish for 10 Spanish, years. And then I only learned Japanese last year. Yeah. <laughs> the NES came from Japan. Actually, I don't even speak it. <laughs> <laughs> the NES came from Japan, and many games were also created there. I thought that if I learned Japanese, I could play Japanese games ahead of everyone and boast about it to my peers. Which, game... <laughs> Which games did you play? Koji says, back then, import stores had these magazines that listed Japanese distributors who were able to ship overseas. So if you sent a letter and check... Uh, and a check to those addresses, their games would arrive within a few months later. Check! Yeah. <laughs> One of the games it's I got. Really, <laughs> yeah, it's the old tiny that's days. Really, no, not even that. It just feels really unsafe. To yeah. Just, like, throw a check into the mail and hope that's you'll get something back. That's just how yeah, it was. I remember there's like order forms at the bottom of things, and you'd have to put. Your I mean, you could. There was either that, or you had to do like a wire. You had to. You had like a the, wire transfer. Yeah, a wire oh, transfer. Bankers draft. Yeah. Western <laughs> Union money transfer, baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of the games I got was The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Although I was eager to play, I had no idea where to go next without understanding Japanese. I really wanted to finish Ocarina of Time, so that became a reason for me to study Japanese very seriously. Learning Japanese through video games wasn't necessarily a bad thing, but my knowledge was biased towards game terminology. For example, I couldn't even write basic kanji characters, but I could write the kanji character for Axe for some reason. <laughs> Hmm, okay. I order food in restaurants, but <clears throat> for, my health is like... Also real. Kanji is fucking shit. I hate it. For the Zoomers, we, we just made a reference to something here for the Zoomers. The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time is an action-adventure oh. game released in 1998 for the Nintendo 64. It was the first entry in the Legend of Zelda series with 3D graphics and introduced a number of gameplay innovations. You're welcome. That's so vague. Yeah. 
It introduced a number of gameplay innovations. Yeah. It must have been hard when you first started studying Japanese, Koji says. Many people would probably give up when they stumble into, stumble into kanji characters, but I liked studying languages, so I was able to stick with it while having fun. Like you pegged me, Koji. <laughs> Not like that. Becoming oh. an English well, teacher in Japan. Wait for FanFest. Uh, when, when did you first visit Japan? Koji says, when I graduated from high school, my father offered to pay for me to travel abroad as a gift. Wow. Oh, wow. That's so, really that's very that, nice. That's massive. Yeah. Daddy Warbucks, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so I chose to go to Japan. In the US, the school year ends in June and begins in, in September. This is it. Oh, just oh interesting. Yeah. Our school... Oh, is that how it is over there for Our us? school year end, ends in August. No, and begins July in... and begins in September. Yeah. We ours, get six weeks off. Ours ends in December and starts in February. It's really wait, good. If... No, wait, we start in August. Oh, wow. We start the school year at the start of the year. Crazy. Oh, you that's crazy. Free December to February. Uh... Where we have summer no, February break. February to December. God, I haven't. It's been a while Summer since I went to. Uh, yeah. Um, sorry. School starts in August and then it ends in. In August. It must be June then. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Anyways. Um, uh, school year ends in June and begins in September. So I spent about a month of my summer as a homestay student. Begins in, in September and ends in June. School year ends in June and begins in September. So I spent about a month of my Instead summer. Of the other way around. Oh, as a homestay student, I'm still thinking about when school years end here. <laughs> a homestay student <laughs> in four different cities. Uh, oh no, Yoshikawa in Saitama Prefecture. How do you say that? Nuzen. Nuzen in Toyama Prefecture. Sekigara in Gifu Prefecture. And Hiji in Oita Prefecture. Are you correct? Wow, you stayed in a lot of different places. Koji says, each city had an exchange program hosted by a teacher from a local junior high school, and I got to meet with Japanese junior high, uh, junior high students. As I watched those teachers teaching English in class, I grew interested in pursuing a teaching career myself, and decided to become a teacher in Japan. As an American, one of my options was to become an assistant language teacher, but I was more interested in becoming a full-fledged teacher for Japanese students. There weren't many instances of non-Japanese people around me who became teachers in Japan, and I didn't know what to do. But I was determined to do it, to do it, and continued my Japanese studies in college. Then, after about two years, I left college in the U.S. and moved to Nagasaki to study for the National Center Test for University Admissions to get into a Japanese university. I've got to say, I'm jealous of his. Um, drive. Yeah. Yeah. He like, a, yeah. He, he's determined to do everything and he gets it done. Yes. Yes. Hey, he gave up on programming. With well, yeah, that is true. Minus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, other than that, like, I'm, I've yeah. given up pretty much. I mean, I just breathe now. Yeah. That's hey, about man, all I'm winning today. Yeah. I tried coding once in Lua and I was like, fuck this. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I was okay. I mean, I did computer science at university and I still uh, never pursued a career in it. Yeah. It's too I mean, yeah, that's crazy. You're. A, you're probably the best coder between, I, I can't speak for Lakeel, but like I, the rest of us also did coding. Mm. And yet you, you still didn't choose to pursue I, it. Yeah. No, I, like, I tried a bit and it was too competitive. And then I thought, well, whatever. More yeah. like it's <laughs> my ass. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. Anyways, uh, that's what we call the, uh, oh, the, ah, that's what we call the common university entrance test nowadays. 
Koji says, I figured my first attempt would end in failure what? since I'd only studied in Japan for about half a year. After all, the questions were all written in Japanese, not to mention the US and Japan teach different spectrums of world history. Specifically, <laughs> you learn about European history in the US, but not so much about Chinese history, which makes up almost half of the world history taught in Japan. Fact, and yeah. of course, there were uh, kanji characters all over the test. Because of that, <laughs> I figured it's not a big deal if I fail this time. I'll study hard for another year and try again. But I ended up passing. The three subjects wow. were world history, math, and English. And since I probably got a perfect score in English, that, pro <laughs> that probably helped me uh, push me just barely over the threshold. The resilience to say, I'll study hard for another year and try again is very yeah. impressive. Right? Yeah. I am so defeatist. I immediately so I would, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd start living under a freeway or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is like, <clears throat> this is my one chance. Yeah. If this is, if this doesn't succeed, if I don't succeed here, my dreams are over. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Already thinking that they're over even while you're writing the test. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, English is your native language, after all, Koji says. Thank you, interviewer. Thank you, interviewer. But even if you you know, that's how you know it's a Japanese interview. But even if you pass the center test, there was still the university entrance exam waiting for me. Not only did I have to take a test, but also write a paper and appear in an interview. I wasn't expecting to pass the center test in the first place, so I wasn't really prepared for all that. But I passed again and made it into university. Did you have to do a test? Did you have to do an interview to get into your university? Yeah. Yeah. Not me, baby. Community college. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take I mean, anybody. I mean, I went to a real university, but it might as well have been a community college. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, From there, I attended Hokkaido University of Education for four years cool. and obtained my teaching license. Then I took the teacher employment exam, which is extremely difficult to pass. Uh, and I thought, there's no way I'm going to pass if even Japanese people have a hard time. But then I passed again. Goodness me. He was, yeah, wow. In fact, this I was... This guy is just amazing. In fact, I was apparently Ooh. the first American ever to pass the teacher Whoa. employment exam in Hokkaido. After that, that doesn't surprise me because I cannot imagine there are many English speakers or Americans that are doing the teacher employment exam in Hokkaido. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Unless they love it cold. Right. If when he was doing this, if the JET program was a thing, because that's no not, Jet's not quite hard. New, I Jet didn't exist back then, yeah. okay, and also no. that's okay. very different. That's Jet's very entry level. You don't even jet's have to speak ALTs to do Jet. No. Yeah. Right. You okay. go over and just, it's one to five years of being an ALT. Uh, right. Quite well paid, though. Yeah. Um, after that, I was assigned to junior high school in Hakodate. Hakodate. Shout out. Hakodate. Where I was an assistant teacher for about two years. And in my third year, I became a homeroom teacher. Whoa. When I visited families for parent-teacher conferences, everyone was surprised to see a foreigner show up at their home. Disgusting. You have to go to their house? That, Better come ooh. to you. That's scary. Well, I yeah. think that's a, yeah, because yeah, I think I've seen that in the anime. So Parent teacher sure conferences, and the teacher comes home. Yeah, that's weird. And Usually, here the parents has go a, has a there. drink with your mother, and then suddenly they're now calling themselves father in law. I don't think I would want my teacher <laughs> in my like house. No, yeah, not my teacher's I, in I my know. house. I, feel so invaded. Like, yeah, yeah. Imagine yeah. if a teacher like asks your parents to see your room. No. Oh. Yeah. No. Imagine no, no. if your teacher 
beat you on the way home. Not like that, like beat you <laughs> up, but like beat you to get into your house. And then you got in just after a hard day of school. And your teacher and then was there. already there. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, I can't escape you. <laughs> You're incredibly fluent now, but how was your Japanese when you first moved to Japan? Koji says, before I moved, I could speak some Japanese and I also loved kanji characters. So I was That's able to read and write behavior. them. <laughs> to love kanji. Freak. Yeah. However, I hadn't had many opportunities to, to use Japanese in my everyday life. I had many Japanese friends in the US, but they were there to study English, so I didn't really get to practice my Japanese with them. I see, so you didn't start using Japanese in your everyday life until you moved to Japan. Why is that even in what? there? Like, I What see. opportunities would you have to use Japanese in your everyday life in Oregon? He orders, a, you know, one of those lampshade, the, the lamp hot dogs or whatever, but in Japanese. No, just go to your local Sakura Japan. You go like, Hajimimashite, uh, Watashi would like a uh, teriyaki chicken. Yeah. Daijobu des. Yeah, that's exactly. They uh, would get out a Sudoku right there, Rollo, and <laughs> eat it for you. <laughs> okay. Talking to the Mexican guy behind the counter making it. Yeah. Okay, that's right. Incidentally, the Hokkaido University of Education had about five branch campus campuses. <laughs> campuses <laughs> throughout Hokkaido and I enrolled in the Hakodate branch to put myself in a Japanese only environment there were plenty of foreigners in the urban areas so I wa it wasn't uncommon for stores and facilities to have staff who could speak English and even within Hokkaido for example if I so choose to go to Sapporo I would have gone to the entertainment district and not have studied at all uh, so I wanted <laughs> somewhere that was more rural that's how I ended up choosing Hakodate and I rarely had in interactions with other foreigners during my time oh my god in university so you could say that i was immersed in japanese for for four that years me those, no my my computer is like moving the page <laughs> that's so dedicated to be able to just like say i'm going to put myself in a really like rural environment i could i could take the easy route out and go to the, like choose to place myself in a city where i'll be yeah. able to like oh. speak to people in english Quite frequently, but no, I want. I'm going to take the hard mode. He's so dedicated. Mm. I I know. I understand that feeling, though. I would love to immerse myself somewhere. Just to, like not even know language. Just go deep in there. You know what I mean? Just see what happens. But what if it goes when wrong? I... <laughs> I guess I die. I wonder, I, don't know. I wonder how often he was asked this because when I went to Hokkaido, um, we briefly the uh, train station briefly stopped. Uh, the train had to stop at like a very small train station for some reason, and I went to go get a meal from the local um, convenience store. And the first thing they asked me is like, "Why are you here?" <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah, get the fuck uh -oh. out, Georgie. Yeah, <laughs> not like that. More like, like, why would a foreigner choose to come here of all places? I mean, I get, yeah, I get that in a small town. Yeah. But that's so, such an aggressive thing to it. Why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> I no, they didn't use they didn't use that tone. <laughs> All right. Um, even after I became a teacher, there were only Japanese people around me, so I never used English outside of the classroom. That meant I practically spent seven years without using English in my everyday that's life, a, which ooh, I'd say helped good. my Japanese skills considerably. Absolutely. Yeah. So you ended up teaching English after all. Koji says, that's right. I was also the advisor of the basketball club. Okay. It must have been hard to be a homeroom teacher at a junior high school, considering oh. how kids are going through puberty at that age. It doesn't ex It doesn't explain why he was picked as the, the advisor for the basketball club. Do you know this story? No. Oh, well, 
we've is he read tall? something about this before. Yeah, it's because he's tall. Yeah. They asked him to be the advisor because he's tall. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Koji says, uh, it certainly was. Not to mention I was teaching the second year students who were the rowdiest, as, expo uh, sorry, as opposed to the first years who were still innocent, or the third years who were studying for their high school entrance exams. <laughs> but I loved teaching, so it was a lot of fun. On the other hand, it was also very stressful. Uh, could you elaborate? Koji says, the curriculum has certain rules set by the Japanese Ministry of Education. So even if you disagreed with the English they taught in Japan, you still had to teach according to those rules. If you want to change the rules, you must join the Ministry of Education. Oh and God. doing so would mean you couldn't be a teacher anymore. I still wanted to continue teaching despite my feelings about the system, but I had various conflicts on my mind stemming from my advisory role for the basketball club and friction with other teachers. In the midst of all oh. that stress, one relief I had at home was playing video games, as I'd always loved to do since childhood. Even as an adult, video games were still as fun as ever. I think maybe we should wrap here, I or do we want should, to start... I think you should do the next section because the next section is the last part of the first part of the interview. Okay, yeah, we'll do that then. All right, I wanted to play the Final Fantasy XI beta test, no matter what. That's the headline. So video games helped you with your mental health at the time. Koji says, back then, I must have been playing either Final Fantasy X or Final Fantasy X 2. The setting of those games wasn't exactly what I wanted since I was more a fan of high fantasy. So I was curious what the next game in the series would be like, and I was really excited to find out that Final Fantasy XI was going to be an MMORPG with a high fantasy setting. Sorry, just like imagine being a fan of high fantasy and like say ten, like okay, it's already like a little, a little bit off, but then you get to ten too. Oh, yeah. Like, What's this garbage? <laughs> Why am I massaging this person for ten minutes in a weird mini game? Yeah. Uh, I'd never played online games before, but playing with other people sounded like a lot of fun. The idea of being able to play with people from all over the world while li living in Japan really set my imagination on fire. I immediately started using English only again. Sounds like you had the same expectations for Eleven that many gamers had at the time. Koji says, yes, I did. I thought, I have to play this, no matter what. And I immediately applied for the beta test. That said, I figured the odds were too high for me to be selected anyway, so I didn't buy the PlayStation BB unit that was apparently required to play. But then I ended up getting selected for the beta, <laughs> and the metal binder containing the manual was delivered to my house in a fancy black box. Oh, I wish I had that. That mm. sounds like a cool bit of history. history. Yeah. So you, you got in yet again. Yeah, it's true. Again. <laughs> Koji's so lucky. Koji says, I was eager to play immediately since I was selected, but of course I didn't have a BB unit. Even when I rushed out, rushed to the Sony Computer Entertainment, now Sony Interactive Entertainment website, it was listed as sold out. Through trial and error, I eventually got a hold of a BB unit, and after upgrading my home internet from dial-up to ADSL, I Whoa. finally had the environment to play Eleven. <laughs> Naturally, Whoa. once I installed Eleven and started playing, I became obsessed. He was not ready to win, to get access no, to this No, <laughs> no. Uh, there certainly were a lot of obstacles to overcome to play Eleven back then. Did you go straight from the beta version to the full version? Koji, of course. I also played the full version of Eleven every night. 
It was around that time that I quit my teaching job for real-life le- reasons, and I, as I was wondering what to do next, I stumbled across a recruitment ad for Square's localization team. I had no knowledge... Oh, his luck is about to strike again. Yeah. <laughs> I had no knowledge of localization at the time, but I figured I could handle translations since I spoke English, graduated from a Japanese university, and had teaching experience. And since I liked Square's games, I casually decided to apply. Uh, sounds like it was a turning point in your life. Yeah, another one. Koji says, The application process included a localization assignment, which was to write a story of roughly 1,000 words featuring characters from previous Final Fantasy games. My story was about Shadow from Final Fantasy VI and how he gets spirited away to Harajuku, Harajuku, a district known for Japanese youth culture. I to say that as in a Norwegian Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it looked vaguely Nordic, so it fucked up my brain. <laughs> a district known for Japanese youth culture and fashion, and mistakes a darkly tanned girl for an Amazon. Ah, uh, Gangaru. Oh, God. <laughs> I figured I wouldn't be picked with that kind of story, but I ended up being accepted. I can't imagine, like, that being a common... I, I imagine he got picked because that sounds really unique. I don't I imagine guess. many of the like native Japanese like people would have written that. Yeah, yeah. No. That seems to happen to you all strange. the time, laughs. It does. Koji says, it I was does. then called to Square's headquarters, which was in uh, Meguro at the time, for further testing and, interv- and an interview. That was the first time I did translation work. The test involved translating conversations... Uh, item descriptions and terminology from Parasite Eve and past Final Fantasy titles. And I remember looking words up in a dictionary as I translated. Aptitude tests like that are done remotely through computers nowadays, but back then, everything was handwritten. What did they ask you? I could not imagine having to. What? I I could not imagine doing that handwritten because, like, I did a trend. I did a English, a Japanese translation class in university mm-hmm. and like to not have the access of information that i have now would have been terrifying yeah yeah oh dude i had to translate stuff from my parents from english or spanish to english and like write letters for them yeah as like a child i was like i don't know what i'm <laughs> doing <laughs> i don't know i mean Thankfully, I didn't have to translate it, but I have to do that for my mother all the time when she's when she, when she has to do things with government agencies right um, what did they ask you during the interview? Koji says, they asked me if there were any games I was currently playing, and I immediately answered Final Fantasy XI. As it turned out, they happened to be looking for a translator for Final Fantasy XI. Since I played XI, oh, wow. had lived in Japan for a while, oh graduated God, from guy. a Japanese university, and could speak both Japanese and English, they must have thought, we could put this guy to work immediately. <laughs> Moreover, one of the people interviewing me was leading the translation of Final Fantasy XI. During the oh, interview, I'd emphasize just how much I liked XI, so perhaps they thought it was, I was a good pick. This has made me grow to ever so slightly dislike him. Really? No, I'm joking. He's, he's just, like he's just the, most, the luckiest man, I think. Yeah. Good lord. Well, I, I think it's a combination of luck and very hard work. Well, obviously. He does work hard, obviously, yeah. he does work very hard. He has, he, he's no, he earned his place. Upwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he, he was he's a Nepo effort. baby. Failed upwards. Yeah. I know it. Yeah, yeah. They saw his middle name. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, well, there you go. Put we'll... in the work and you'll be rewarded. That's it. That's it. That's true. 
Um, that's it for uh, for today. We'll we'll continue this then. We're supposed to do uh, this entire interview today, but we are about halfway through the interview, and we are 24 minutes into the post show. So so uh, we're we're gonna continue this uh, next week. So make sure you tune in for that. Hopefully, there will be no more controversies next week. No more. One more. Just give us one more. That's okay, one more. A funny one. A funny one. A funny one will be good. Like one, you know, uh, uh, here's one. Another billboard. Uh, yeah, yeah, a billboard. Yeah, yeah. And it's. it turns out it was Yoshi P who made it. And it's got oh. his real <laughs> left butt cheek on it. So yeah, that's a cool story to cover next week. Hope that happens. All right, um, that's it for today. We'll be back uh, next week, same time, same place. Remember to follow on Twitter at SpeakersXV, Twitch.tv slash Speakers of Heidel, and YouTube.com slash SpeakersXV, exclamation Discord and chat if you can join our Discord server. If you're watching on demand, links in the description. If you're watching live, like I said, post show, so make sure you catch that. If not, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. You've just listened to an episode of Speakers of Heidelin, produced by Speakers Network. Producer for this episode was Lukeel Bravestone. Final Fantasy and Final Fantasy XIV is a registered trademark of Square Enix Holding Company Limited. If you would like to support the show, consider pledging to our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash speakersxiv, or buy some merch at teespring.com slash stores slash speakersxiv. Link to both of these sites, as well as our Discord server, is provided in the episode description. Thank you for listening to this Speakers Network production.